Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomescleancom That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. People who don't love cleaning and organizing. People like me. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 236, and I'm calling it Mindsets for Major Changes, Decluttering Progress in the New Year or the New Decade. How's that sound? Yeah, we're going to be talking about mindsets for making major changes because this is the time of year. Guys, can you even believe that we have started a new year and we've actually started a new decade? Have we started the new decade or is it? I don't remember. Whatever. Um, But this is big. I I mean, this is like a a big moment. And because of that, there is a natural energy that happens that goes, this one's going to be different. It is going to be different. Things are going to happen over the next 10 years that you're not even going to, you can't even imagine at this point. Y'all, I could realistically have grandkids in the next decade. I don't know. I'm not putting any pressure on anybody for that to happen, but it's super realistic. My mom at this age of her children, blah, blah, blah. I had had kids, you know, within, let's see, I'll have one who's 18 at the end of um, 2019. So yeah, by the time I was 28, I had kids. So uh, yeah, it's a little bit crazy to think about all that can happen. But with that comes a natural energy to make changes. And that often, especially for people who happen to listen to my podcast, those changes that we're thinking about are changes in our home. So I just want to talk about that kind of being in the right frame of mind to really make the changes. And also not to trip yourself up and cause yourself to get more discouraged than you should be blah, blah, blah. Got it. Okay. Just a reminder, um, if you are in a major decluttering mode right now, the number one thing I recommend for you to do is to get Decluttering at the Speed of Life, my book. You're listening to a podcast, which means you probably would enjoy the audiobook. Um, it's available wherever books are sold in whatever format, paperback, Kindle, audiobooks, blah, blah, blah. But the great thing about an audiobook, it is available on digital platforms like, you know, where you don't have to buy, you can get a CD, but uh, anyway, it's available there, audible.com, wherever else. And you can start listening to it and start working at the exact same time. The reason I recommend the book, obviously there are a bajillion, like actually 236 now podcasts for you to listen to for free. Do that. That's great. Um, But the book is the progression. It's the mindsets and then it's the actions and it's the steps and it's all organized and put together. So, you know, it will probably be very helpful for you, uh, whether you've listened to all the podcasts or not. So, um, that one is called decluttering at the speed of life. I also have how to manage your home without losing your mind, which is for the person who's just completely overwhelmed and is ready to say, you know what, whatever I've been doing for the last decade or two or three or four, um, has not been working and I need to start doing things differently because my home is a complete disaster. That's the audience who needs how to manage your home without losing your mind. Go to a slob slash book. And you can find links to those in all the different places where they're, I mean, they're available everywhere books are sold in whatever format books are sold. So um, also wanted to remind you the five day clutter shakedown. My video course is on sale through the end of January for $25. So anyway, just go to a slob slash shakedown, and it will give you the um, information that you need to get that. Okay. So Goals are great things. 
but sometimes there's problems with them. So let me just be clear. Words, schmerds, you guys, I mean, I, maybe it's because I've been talking to a microphone for um, a whole lot of hours now, like well over 100 hours of me blathering about decluttering and cleaning and organizing and all that kind of stuff. The things, because I talk about it, often different words help me at different times of my life. Like sometimes it's really important for me to think about and tell myself that the thing I need to be doing is straightening. Straightening is what I should be doing right now. Sometimes it's, okay, surface cleaning is what I need to call it. And whatever thing that I call it, or, you know, cleaning up or picking up or all these different things, they all have their own nuances. And because I am a nuanced person, and so are you, because according to whatever you currently have going on in your life, whatever you currently have been fixating on in your, your home, whatever it is, we all are nuanced. And so those things, different ways to think about things, as long as it spurs me on to make actual progress, that's great. Okay. So, you know, I, I hear people often say, and I've said it, I have totally said it, um, you know, resolutions don't work because blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Sometimes they do. Why do you think people have been saying resolutions forever? And why do you think there are people out there who go, guys, I made a resolution three years ago, and this is the result. And I mean, it really, there's nothing wrong with using any of those words, as long as it's actually helpful for you. So I just kind of want to talk about the word gold. So there's goal, not gold. <laughs> um, what's the good of goals? Well, it is great to set goals to decide where am I going to put my focus? Because I got to figure out where I'm going to put my focus or I'm not going to be focused and I'm not going to get anything done. Okay. So identifying problem areas that you want to change in your home or in your life, um, identifying and, and setting out what it is that you want to accomplish. Like, where do I want my home to eventually be? Do I want it to be ready for a photo shoot for a magazine at any point. Great. Good for you. I will never be there. I've given up on that. Um, Or do I want to be able to entertain on a regular basis? Do I want to be able for my kids to have their friends come over? You know, like, so identifying goals is a great thing. The problem with goals is that sometimes they're for things that are never finishable, And yet, because we've identified it with the word goal, it feels like it should be over, you know, like a soccer goal. You make the soccer goal, and that goal is on the scoreboard, and it's done. And that's over. And we're moving on to the next goal, you know, trying to rack up the the score there. Listen to me talking about sports. Anyway, uh, but goals in your home can tend to be frustrating because if you're thinking of it as I am going to get my home to the point where my kids can invite a friend home from school, you know, without me freaking out and I work on it and I get to that point, there is continual work that has to be done. Okay. I mean, if you've listened to how to manage your home without losing your mind, or if you've read it, or if you've listened to pretty much any podcast ever, you know, that doing the dishes every single day, is the most irritating and yet most impactful thing for keeping my house under control. 
and it never stops. So the fact that my kid can have somebody come over one day does not mean that it's over with. But when I start to go with, I'm going to have a mindset change about what goals are, I'm going to get my house to the point which is achievable. I'm going to get to my ha- my house to the point both through decluttering and also through really truly consistently putting daily habits into place. If I'm going to do that, then it's going to be achievable with minimal notice for me to let this friend come in the house. Okay? And and let me just say, I let my kids' friends come over when it's not perfect. It's never perfect, but even when it's not at all perfect. And that is different than it used to be. So that is a mindset change that I've had, but partly it comes from the reality that um, the house is so much better than it used to be. It's not covered in clutter. Okay. Um, You know, a five minute pickup does make a huge impact and I can get it, you know, to where it's not just gross and disgusting. Um, pretty quickly and easily. And it generally is not gross and disgusting, but you know what I mean? Um, You know, I'm able to get it ready for somebody to be able to come over. But I've also changed my mentality that nobody's house is perfect. I'm sure there are people who actually are, but most people's houses are not perfect. Mine is not perfect. And I know now because I've got a whole lot of people following me online, that there's a lot of people whose houses aren't perfect. Okay. And so their party ready is not what I should be aiming for to have a 14 year old come over to my house. See what I'm saying? But here's the other thing. There is just a mental change that happens when I know for a fact that I'm really just a little behind, as opposed to the feeling of complete failure back when I truly did not know what to do because my house was a constant and total disaster. And because I used to clean for a party, love the way my house looked. And then within three days, it was back to worse than it was before I started cleaning for the party. And I didn't know what what had happened in those three days. Okay, I didn't know how it went from party ready to total disaster. Now I know now I feel confident that the the things that I do on a regular basis are exactly what I need to be doing. And they are the things that keep a house, my house running smoothly. And because of that, when I do get behind, I'm like, you know what, it's been a busy week, and I'm behind. Sure, have your friend come over. As opposed to we can never have people come over. I'm so sorry, but it just can't happen. I'm sorry. I don't know why the house is this way. I'm a failure as a mother. I mean, like, you know, that's, there's a difference there. There is a mental shift of, you know what, people get behind. It really has been busy as opposed to me, the way I used to be going, well, I've been so busy. But it actually looks like this all the time. You know, like knowing that there is an actual ground zero, my house this is the way it really is supposed to look. And yes, it gets out of control. But it's not like we don't even know how it's supposed to look. Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling. I'm gonna keep going. Welcome to 2020, everybody. With the new year and all that natural energy it brings to inspire us to make life better than it was before, you might be thinking about focusing on your mental health, a very worthy goal for the year. One of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp, can help you do just that even if you have no idea where to start. And I know, not knowing where to start 
can be the most daunting thing about getting going on something you know that you really need to do. So BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has so many U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. This was the thing. I talked to a listener recently who was like, I could not believe how quickly they matched me up with someone. Although I do want to be clear, it's not a crisis line. One big advantage, since I know that I have readers all over the place, is there's a broad expertise in the network, which might not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. All right. The thing is, you want to make goals? Great. Make them. You want to make resolutions? Awesome. Make them. You want to make a checklist? Go for it. As long as you're making progress. Okay. Either because of the goals or in spite of the goals or whatever, as if they give you the place to go and then you start aiming toward that and you forget what the goal ever was, but you're making progress. Awesome. You're making progress. Okay. The thing I have to be careful of is goal setting worksheets that I put a whole lot of time and energy into creating the goal and writing it out and making a plan And then the energy that I needed to actually get the stuff done is depleted because of all the time and energy I spent making a plan. And then I get overwhelmed looking at the big old plan that I made that seems so logical when I wrote it down. But now that I look at it as a whole, it's completely overwhelming. And I'm not sure I'll ever really actually get to the end of that. And so what's the point? You know, I mean, that that's my mentality I have to fight against. So as long as you have progress, great. So we're going to talk about some specific mindset changes to go into this new decade. Is it a decade? Because here's the reason I say that. Is it that 2020 is like the end of this decade and then 2021 technically starts it? I The only reason I say that is I remember Y2K. I remember with, you know, the year two, not with the whole computer thing. But like, I remember when we had the new millennium, I can remember people saying, well, actually, it's not the new millennium until blah, blah, blah. But I don't I never paid attention because it wasn't interesting to me. But as I'm saying it now, I'm thinking somebody's gonna know that I'm wrong. So just know that I know that I could be wrong. And that I actually don't care enough to figure it out. And that's fine. Because guess what? Time keeps on a ticking. All right. So number one mindset change that I recommend. And so many of you guys have experienced the success from this. And I hear from you all the time. This was the turning point for me. And I still have to remind myself of it. And it's the reason I'm still reminding you of it, even though you know it. If you've listened to other podcasts, you know this. But I'm just telling you guys. I have to remind myself. So here we go. 
declutter instead of organize. Decluttering and organizing are not the same thing. They are not equivalents. They are not even something really smart I was going to say that I just forgot, but I'm going to keep talking like I really know what I'm saying. But anyway, decluttering and organizing are not the same thing. They feel like the same thing. And unfortunately, this is where I feel like these word distinctions are really important. We talked before about sometimes I have to look at it this way. Sometimes I have to look at it this way. It doesn't matter as long as I'm making progress. Well, let me tell you that I started making progress when I realized decluttering and organizing are not the same thing. Organizing is problem solving. Problem solving is overwhelming. Problem solving allows me to sit down and write out a plan. Meanwhile, the space is not looking any better. And then I look up from the paper where I'm writing out a plan and I look over there and it is just so stinking overwhelming because there's so much stuff in it. Okay. Organizing is putting things in certain places where it's going to make my life easier for it to be in this certain place. But here's the truth. If I keep more in a space than I personally have the ability to keep under control, if it's more than I can handle, I have too much stuff in that space and no organizing solution is ever going to help. So what I have to do is I have to like actually have to declutter, get stuff out of there until it's at a point where it stays under control easily. Okay. And so when I separate those two things and I go, you know, decluttering is getting rid of stuff. Organizing is problem solving. If I will allow, if I, once I separate those two things, then I allow myself to just declutter. I give myself permission. I am not going to worry about getting organized. And that takes a huge weight off of my soul and my mind. And I'm like, okay, oh, good. I don't have to think that far ahead. All I have to do is just get rid of stuff that doesn't need to be in this space. And as I get the stuff out of that space that doesn't need to be there, the space looks more organized. It functions more organized. It feels more organized. I can use that space because I can get, I can see and then get to without moving a bunch of stuff around the thing that I actually need in that space. So a decluttered space providing, you know, being a space where I can get to things and um, reach them and find them when I need them. Yeah, that's what my whole goal in being organized was anyway, right? So just removing the stuff that I don't need feels a whole lot less overwhelming than getting that space organized. And yet it achieves the purpose I wanted to achieve always when I thought I needed to get organized. Okay. So I know you can say, and it's perfectly fine for you to say it. Well, I'm going to declutter now and then eventually I will organize. That's fine. But you might be like me who totally thought that for the first two years of my deslobification process. I really thought, okay, that's what I'm doing. I'm too overwhelmed to even organize. I'm just going to declutter. How lame am I not knowing that that was actually the thing that was going to make the biggest impact over time thinking I will get organized eventually once I've decluttered. And then it turned out that um, just getting the stuff out of my house, just decluttering achieved what I had always wanted. And I never did have on so many spaces, I've never had to go, okay, now I've got to find an organizing solution now that it's decluttered. Most spaces, the organizing solutions revealed themselves like, oh, 
once I've decluttered down to the point where I only have things in the places where I look for them, and I only have what will realistically fit inside these different drawers and things, it's organized. And I, you know, I mean, yes, over time, I do find little solutions that help a lot. But I'm just telling you, you will make so much more progress. If you're overwhelmed with the stuff in your house, you're going to make a whole lot more progress if you will give yourself permission to declutter and not get organized. Okay. Use the energy of this week, this, like if you're listening to this right now, um, you know, I think it's, I think this is coming out on January 2nd. I'm not sure. Um, but if, if you're listening to this right now, this week, this month where everybody's talking about it and you're like a fresh start, I don't have to go back to work until whenever. Um, I'm going to use this time. Well, use that focus and that time to actually get things out of your house. Okay. So decide that, you know, at the end of every day, or maybe first thing in the morning, taking whatever, you know, I decluttered yesterday, um, getting that stuff actually out of the house, using that energy to get it out of the house. Because here's the thing, once it is gone, it frees your brain. It helps your brain relax to feel like, oh, wow, they're really is less stuff in my house. I never have to think about that item again. I never have to look at it again. It's over. It might've felt like I was ripping off a bandaid because I was like, well, do I really, (laughs) but it's gone and it's gone. And oh, well, what can I do now? And I move on from there. So use this energy to say, I'm going to actually get things out of my house. Use the natural opportunities now that you've put away Christmas stuff, you know, if you are still putting away Christmas stuff, let's just be honest, a lot of us are, use the natural opportunities of this week to purge, you know, putting as you put new things into their home, as you decide where their home is, according to the first decluttering question, which is, if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? Okay. As I have that item go to its real home, because it's the first place where I would look for it. And, and sometimes if it's a brand new thing you've never had before and you know you're not ready to, you know, you're like, yes, I, I do want to keep this, but I don't want to just guess, do your best. All right. Because you can always declutter it later if if you end up never using it over the course of the year or whatever. But um, as you decide on this place, because it's the place, first place I think I would look for it, as you get there, you know, you may have to create space for it. Use that natural opportunity of one in one out space for space. Meaning if I get a new set of pots and pans for Christmas, and I was excited to get new set as new set of pots and pans for Christmas, I can't just shove them into my kitchen cabinet with my old pots and pans. Okay. There might be part of me that goes, well, what if these were dirty? Or what if I don't like these as much as I thought I would? Or what if blah, blah, blah. You're going to have to create the space. Okay. You have to create space to put the new stuff away. So use those natural opportunities to get stuff out as you put your Christmas stuff back into storage. Those storage boxes that come out of the attic and you see that they're half full because of things that you never put out for Christmas this year, get rid of that stuff as best you possibly can. Even if you can't get rid of all of it, get rid of the stuff that's emotionally easy for you to purge out of there. Okay. Get rid of the trash, get rid of the does, get all of the stuff that doesn't break your heart. Okay. Out of there, it's going to free up space and it's all these things are going to help you start building momentum and confidence. All right. And know that even though that stuff up in the storage thing, you're helping yourself for the next 10 years, because you're not gonna have to get that out of the 
attic again or the basement or wherever you live. Not that you live in the attic or the basement. What I meant is we don't have basements in Texas, which I find very sad. (sighs) Anyway, because I'm pretty sure a basement would solve all my problems. I'm just kidding when I say that. So I hope this podcast provides you with the support that you need to make decluttering progress this year. But there's another kind of support that's really, really important. And that's where our sponsor, Third Love, can help you. Third Love makes bras. Getting the right fit for your bra is key, but it can be a really uncomfortable process inside a store, so it's easy to put it off. But with Third Love, you can avoid the in-person awkwardness and find your perfect fitting bra without leaving your house. Third Love has perfected its Fit Finder quiz, where you just answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 15 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun. I'm, I'm actually saying that, yes. And it takes less than a minute to complete. Did you know that breast shape matters when finding a good fit? Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. Hands down, this will be the most comfortable bra you'll own. Straps that won't slip. Seriously, you guys, they're different looking and functioning than other bras that I've owned. All right. So there really is a difference. It's not just, oh, they don't slip. No, they're really different. Um, And tagless labels, which means no itching. I personally cannot handle itching. So this is big for me. It's very soft. It's very supportive. It kind of, you know, hits all those things that it needs to hit. Um, They use lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash clean now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash clean for 15% off today. And remember too that, um, you know, if, if you have a fear of fizzling, because you've fizzled a lot in the past. Fizzling after starting to declutter my way, the progress and only progress way, because you're taking everything to its home, its final destination immediately, instead of making piles of things to, you know, deal with later or keep boxes or things like that. Um, If you're afraid of starting to fizzle, decluttering my way means you're never stuck in a place where, oh my goodness, I've got more to do when you fizzle you've only made progress. And that's way better than fizzling at some point in the organizing process when you've shoved everything to one side while you deal with something else. Okay. I mean, the progress and only progress, I'm just telling you, if you can get that mindset down, it's huge. Again, those of you who are brand new, the progress and only progress happens when every single thing that you you take one item out at a time, you never pull everything out of a space, take one item out at a time and make a final decision about it according to my steps of decluttering. Okay. Which is, um, it either goes in the donate box, which is donatable and it's going to leave your house or it goes to its, you know, final destination. It's home. Okay. And my decluttering process, which I talk about in podcasts and in the books tells you exactly how to make those decisions because I know it sounds a little daunting for people who struggle with this stuff. Um, as you get into this new decade, as you have this surge of energy that things are going to be different this year or this decade, give up on doing things the absolute perfect way. 
give up on idealism. All right. Because big desire for changes often makes you think, okay, I'm going to do it now and I'm going to do it right. And that's great. And, and there's a lot to be said for doing something right the first time. And yes, great. But if you're sitting in a house full of clutter and you don't like that house and it's frustrating to you, maybe go, okay, so that has not served me well, this whole wanting to do everything perfectly. So let's focus on getting stuff out. So for example, when I say that, one of the things I'm talking about is, um, be willing to give stuff away. Okay. Giving stuff away is giving stress away. Place value on stuff being gone from your house. Okay. I am a huge fan of donating. I have tried it all. I've tried all the different ways. I've tried to give the exact right things to the exact right places. I have sold things. That's part of how I got into this mess was selling on eBay and seeing dollar signs on every item in my home. I have done it all. And I'm just telling you, I came to the point where I realized, okay, if I just donate this stuff, it's gone. And the time between making a decision that it can leave my house and me never having to think about the item again ever in my entire life is cut down drastically. Like the whole, oh, that's gone. I don't have to think about that again. Comes so much faster when I donate. And there's a lot of value in that, okay? So make a decision that getting the stuff out is the most important part, okay? If you can't bring yourself to donate every single thing, give yourself permission to donate a lot, okay? Even if there's something that you think, I can't donate that, pretty sure that could be worth money. I just can't donate that. You know that my recommendation is to go ahead and try to sell the one thing you're the most sure is worth a lot of money so that you can figure out how much time it takes to sell things, what the best way to sell things for you is, all that kind of stuff. But go ahead and say, I'm going to donate a lot of stuff. Even though I can't bring myself to donate everything, I'm going to give myself permission to donate a lot of things. Because here's part of the thing is sometimes this mindset comes in of, well, if I'm going to learn how to sell this crystal salt and pepper shaker set that my grandma always said was, you know, really, really valuable. If I'm going to learn how to sell that anyway, I maybe should just keep all this stuff around so that once I figure out how to sell things on eBay or wherever, then I'll be able to go through and try to sell this stuff too, even though you know in your heart of hearts that it's really probably not as valuable, okay? So give yourself permission to donate, even if you can't donate everything, to donate. Because the goal is to get things actually out of the house. Stop worrying about also the perfect way to give things away. I I get it. I totally get it. Um, And and this really gets some people worked up on the internet. Most of y'all know me, And most of y'all understand how I feel about this, but I donate to the place that does not make me sort it all out. And when I say that, what I mean is I don't set aside a pile of stuff that I think would be great for so-and-so's kids or, oh, you know what? So-and-so's 
cousin is having a baby. I'm going to put all my baby stuff into here and see if she wants that. No, I throw it all together. If a place tells me they don't take clothes, well, they don't get any of my stuff. I only donate to places that take everything. Now, there is a little clothing donation place across from where I take my other stuff. If it's easy, like across the street, literally I can park in one place and take them to both places. If it's easy for me to separate out some clothes, like it just so happens that an entire box is full of clothes because I filled up the whole thing while I was decluttering a closet. Well, I'll take that over to the um, clothing place if I have time that day to, you know, walk across the street with this box of stuff. But my main goal is just to get it out of my house. Does that make sense? I have to do that. I can't do things the most perfect way. Because if I do, I know from experience that when I try to separate all that stuff out, it just sits in my house for longer. Because it becomes something that I'm not done with, but something on my to-do list. And I want it to be something that is finished and over with. You know how I talked about, you know, trying to set up times to, you know, make it part of your week this week or your time to actually get the stuff to a donation place. And you may figure out the best donation place. If you're working for three or four days in a row and you're like, I'm going to actually donate this stuff every single day or every single time the next morning you know, you may go one place and then your friend who you're talking to and you're like, Oh, I was dropping off at such and such place today. Your friend says, Oh, well, I like to go to this place. They come to your car and they get it out for you. And you're like, Oh, okay. You might learn things through the course of that. But the main goal is just to get it out, just to get it out of your house. And, um, I had a podcast, I think it's been two years ago now, um, where I interviewed somebody from Goodwill and, uh, we talked about kind of well, we talked about what happens to the stuff that comes through their facility and it's Goodwill Dallas. Now, people get real worked up about Goodwills. Like, I guess because, and, and, and it's one of those things where I go, you know what? They take my stuff and I view that as a service. Okay. I do not view the person taking my stuff as, oh, bless their hearts. I bet they're so grateful for all my junk. <laughs> I don't view it that way. I view it as, Oh my word, seriously, you'll take all this stuff and I don't have to deal with it anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So that mindset shift is also really important too. I don't actually like to me, it doesn't feel like charity to give my stuff away. It feels like they're doing me a service. So I, that's how I view these things. Okay. And I know people get worked up over goodwill and that's fine. And I always see somebody sharing this kind of stuff. And here's the key. If you actually get stuff out of your house after doing all the research great. But if you read those articles and you go, well, now who do I give my stuff to? Now it's just sitting in my house. And y'all, that's the majority of people like me. I'm sorry. It is. It's what, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been listening for a long time, there's a really good chance that you're the person who reads that kind of stuff, feels guilty and goes, and then it's just stuck in your house. And that is not an option. But my point of saying that two years ago, I did that podcast with her is she talked through what they take, what they don't take, what happens to things. You guys, they do so much, at least the one in Dallas, they do so much recycling, like all the computer parts and the cords and the things that you go, well, there's actually some little strip of metal in there that could be recycled. And who do I take this to? And my little, they do all that. They have people that that's their jobs 
Like they're providing jobs for these people. That's their business. That's their model as opposed to, as far as I know, and don't quote me on this, but my understanding is, you know, some thrift stores are making money to donate to, um, or to give to, you know, certain causes. My understanding, again, I'm not like promoting. I'm just saying, this is my understanding is that their model is to provide jobs to all these people who are doing this stuff, whatever. I don't care. The point is go listen to that. If you freak out over this kind of stuff, go listen to that because it honestly might make you feel better and go, oh, so that single shoe. Yeah. They take single shoes and they do something with it so that it's not just going into the trash. And so whatever you need to do to let it go, or if it just, if you just need to have some lady on the internet, on a podcast coming to you from Texas saying, you know what, just donate, just donate, donate it to whatever place will either pick it up from your house or doesn't make you sort or whatever actually helps you get it out of the house. Cause here's the thing too. If you want to be that idealistic person, once you are donating on a regular basis and you feel confident in the fact that like it's actually going to serve your house well to donate a small little 12 inch by 24 inch box full of stuff, then you very well might have a little bit more mental energy and wherewithal to figure out the very most perfect place to go donate it. But if you are looking at your house going, I think it's going to be truckloads worth of stuff. You don't have time to do all that because that is real easy to go down that rabbit hole and your house stays just the same and you're not actually making progress. Okay. So get that mindset of getting stuff out of my house is the goal. Got it. Okay. I'm going to be talking about some other mindset things coming up because mindset changes make a big impact. Did you guys listen to the podcast that came out last week with Maddie? This is all me assuming that everything has gone perfectly technically. Um, but anyway, but I loved this podcast with Maddie. And um, one of the things that um, I shared in the little thing she had written to me after was the progress that she had made through mindset changes over the course of three years and how her home is different it's not perfect, but it's different and she likes it and she like, and it just has helped her in a lot of different ways. And so mindset changes are hugely impactful and always remember that mindset changes are most valid when they actually produce real progress that you see and that you experience. Okay. Don't forget you can get five day clutter shakedown on sale right now go to eslobcomesclean.com slash shakedown. And don't forget that um, the books will be a lot less rambly than this. All right. Talk to you guys later.